right. Welcome to After the Sermon Ends, mm-hmm. where we know that after the monologue ends, that's where questions begin. And so we're here with Marcus Donaldson. Hello. I don't know why I say Donaldson all the time. It's Marcus Donald. Yes. Not not Donaldson. No, no it is Donaldson. It is? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I've been right this whole time. I thought you time. were joking. Nope. I'll, I've been right this whole time, and now I just feel so embarrassed. Anyway. We could edit that out. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but you know who's not here with us? Wah, 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 Jared. He is not here. Uh, he had to, lo and behold, he had to go to a conference, and so we're going to miss him. To Birmingham, Alabama. Mm, I didn't know it was Birmingham. That's a long drive. Mm-hmm. So uh, he won't be here with us today. But Marcus will be. That's right. Round of applause. Round of applause. Boop. <laughs> and uh, so he brought the house. He brought the smoke. He brought the fire. And um, man, just give us a recap of that sermon that you did on Sunday. Yeah. So <clears throat> we continued in Paul's letter to the Ephesians. We're in chapter five and I covered verses seven through ten. And really, since um, since chapter four, verse seventeen, Paul has been explaining how to live out the Christian life, right? How to how to walk the Christian walk, mm. um, and and we've been covering these imperatives as he's teaching. So in verses seven through ten, he's reminding his readers, the Ephesians, and all that the letter circled uh, to and, and was read to, and everything else. Um, that all in Christ are new creatures and are called to reflect the Lord's light in their mm-hmm. daily life or their their walk. Yeah. Um, and essentially, like bottom line, he's saying that you're different now, so live differently. Mm. Yeah, and um, you did a, a really good job with the text and, and explaining uh, it out of just saying, hey, believers, we need to walk in the light. Well, praise God. Um, which is so good because uh, it follow, Paul follows the same theme as like John, mm-hmm. which he says like there's this light that has come into the world, you know, and it and had come to erase all darkness. In and so uh, John three, it says, this is right after John three sixteen, yeah. where he says light has come into the world, but mm-hmm. you love the darkness. Uh, so much that you would rather be in the darkness than come to the light. Um, and so he says, this is, this is the judgment here. Yeah. Um, John three nineteen and 20. Yep. That's it. That's it. And Paul says, all right, for you guys as believers, now he's calling you to walk in that light and walk in that transparency, um, which I love. You're not there yet, but I love... Uh, Ephesians chapter 13, which says, get up sleeper, rise up from the dead and the Messiah will shine on mm. you. Um, I love I love that verse. But I think it's 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 talking about transparency here as believers that we don't have to like hide in our sin anymore. But now we can walk as children of light. Yep. Yep. And so in the in the verses, we covered a few things that that children of the light do that. Uh, come from this text or from the the passages that we read and the the first was children of the light do not partner with those in darkness Mm. Um, 
In verse 7, Paul writes, therefore do not become partners with them. And he's referring back to the sons of disobedience, which mm. if uh, the, the people that were there, they've been most of them with us since we started Ephesians. And in Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, we learned that the sons of disobedience or sons of disobedience are um, are not believers. Yeah. So he's referring to it again. And it's always interesting for me to see um you know when you learn something and then you see it again and you're like oh yeah, yeah. It, it's always um it's always cool for me to see that in in the the congregation um as we look back to what we've previously learned mm. um and not having to explain it in depth but um that was pretty cool but you know just children of the light do not join or participate with those in darkness mm. um and it's it should be pretty pretty simple but it's not so the one of the examples that i gave was um second corinthians six fourteen: do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers for Ooh. what partnership has righteousness with right. lawlessness or what fellowship has light with darkness and when you look at that that imagery of being unequally yoked um you think about oxen mm-hmm. who are mm-hmm. under the same yoke and if they're unequal they're fighting against each other. They're yeah. always working against each other, even if they're moving in the same direction. So um, I, I sort of contextualize that with a three-legged race because nobody in our congregation drives oxen to plow fields yeah. or you know anything else. But you know, a three-legged race is, is a little more um, on our level, um, at least in our congregation where we we understand that if we tied our one of our legs to somebody and we tried to run a race but we were running in two different directions we would never run the race mm-hmm. um and that's the imagery that that we want to understand here or the idea of partnering with non-believers in any meaningful pursuit um are you supposed to have friends that are non-believers are you called to love non-believers absolutely mm-hmm. that's how they hear the gospel and believe um, but any meaningful pursuit, matrimony, business, um, any any meaningful pursuit, especially spiritual ones, should not you, we shouldn't join with unbelievers. And those aren't my words; they're Paul's. So mm. send him the emails. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm glad you clarified on the the business uh, relationships. Um, on that and so would you just say like we need to keep uh unbelievers kind of just at a acquaintance level you know like when it comes to partnership like that or um i would say that if if it is um we're, we're called to love and befriend them but paul's saying you know you can't go into water and get wet if we if we mm-hmm. think about the three-legged race and and call it business mm-hmm. right we're trying to let's say it's a nonprofit where we're trying to um help the homeless okay and you know they're just trying to there's there's a temptation there for the well for really both parties but specifically for the non-believer to make it something that it's not um, mm. to, to move into sinful pursuits or um, a marriage with a non-believer and a believer. Um, you know, they're worried about sexual immorality, greed, um, and idolatry and things like that, which Paul talked about a few verses before verse mm-hmm. 7. Um, just, but just to capture it, believers and unbelievers 
according to scripture, are concerned with two different things. Mm. Um, and so to partner with them, it becomes very difficult to stay focused on God and the things of God versus the things of this world, which is why I'm, I think Paul doesn't want us to partner with them. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that, that's, that's good. That makes sense. Um, I, I love the, the phrase. We're kind of moving away from this topic, but I, I love the phrase where you said that, like, hey, you know, you ask a question to me and you think that I'm going to give you this answer that will <laughs> unlock the mysteries of the knowledge of that, that would change your life. Uh, but I don't really know the, the circumstances until like you tell me everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so that is what we kind of do with life of just like, man, we want to make sure that we kind of like, find the special key that will unlock God's will that would tell us what we need to do in certain situations in order to get into this place or position in life so that we can like reach the the maximal level or arrive in God's will yeah and that's um to that point it's it's like uh, the the second thing, children of the light walk or, or live in the light, and they do this by doing all that is good, right, and true, like Paul talks about in um, Ephesians 5, 8, and 9. But, you know, how do you learn to to walk in the light? How do you learn to do all that is good, right, and true? How do you learn uh, to do everything, um, or how do you learn to strive to please the Lord? Mm. Like, well, we have this one book that was written over 2000 years by over 40 men and all with one author mm-hmm. all so that we can be equipped for every good work. You yeah. know, like it, it is for us to be able to walk as children of the light so that mm. we can make these decisions. Yes. There are some that are very difficult and you're going to need some counsel. Yeah. But I think a lot of the times, at least in my experience, I'll go to somebody with 99%, you know, I won't yeah, give yeah. them that 1% that really impacts the entire equation. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, um, just an example, should I should I marry Jill or Jane? Right, right. Well, how could I, how could I adequately speak into that, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. with, uh, with some meaningful counsel? Now, yeah, I could be like, well, are they believers? Are they faithful believers? Which one do you like more? Yeah. Um, you know, they're, you know, have you prayed about it? You know, have you talked to them about it? Where are they? At? You know, there's a lot of things mm-hmm. that we can ask. But, you know, if you really don't like girls with the name that's, names that start with J, well, <laughs> you know, I, I might need to know that. You know, like that's the little one thing. That, yeah, yeah. And obviously that's probably an over-dramatization, but... Um, you know, it, there's a lot of things. Um, I think about guys who have asked me uh, recently about should I be hanging out with these people and that people, but they they hide previous addiction. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. well that's a big impl- like that's a big um, right. determining factor right. to consider yeah. because if you were previously addicted to some of the things that they do. Well, then I you de- you shouldn't even consider yeah. going back and hanging out with those people. Yeah. Um, now, if you don't have an addictive past with some of the things that they're doing, you know, I still would say it's a matter of um, prudence and, and wisdom. Probably shouldn't, anyways. Mm. But um, 
you know, if you're going there with the purpose of sharing the gospel and if you have some like clear, hey, if you guys start doing this, I'm leaving. If you guys start talking about this, I'm leaving, right. you know, sort of deal, some clear exit strategies. Um, you know, I think you can apply some wisdom, but you know, it's that one percent that we try to like hide and right. <laughs> expect the the ninety nine to be enough for transformative advice. Yeah. For sure. And I mean, just when the people I talk to of when it talks about God's will, it's like they think they treat God will God's will as if it's like the promised land and that they need to somehow make it there. But really, it's kind of like God's will is more so of the person you're becoming in the present time. And That's so good. it's it's looking through scripture and seeing what it like I think here's a challenge right here for those people who do struggle with God's God's will is going through scripture and seeing what it says about God's will um and and knowing that it's like hey God wants you to consistently pray like that's God's will yeah. God, God's will wants you to be uh sexually uh pure yeah. that's that's God's will so right. like I would I would just say I would challenge those who who struggle with that and and really hone in on God's will um, and also be okay with that there are certain things that God doesn't reveal to us yeah um, and I believe it's Deuteronomy twenty eight twenty eight twenty nine oh twenty nine right there that says that like basically like sometimes God reveals reveals some things and yeah. then sometimes He doesn't. Yeah, the the secret things belong to me. Mm, yes, there it is. The secret yeah, things. Twenty nine, twenty nine. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of his of this law. Right, and so we can't, you know, over here, twiddle twiddle our thumbs and and dabble into like, all right, God, show me your will. What's not your will? I mean, he's clearly shown it through through scripture um, and it's it's through his word. And so I love the way that you put that of just like, hey, man, don't ask me. Yeah. Uh, look, look at the word of God. Yeah. And and I'm I'm I love to help people and answer questions as best I can. I'm not, you know, the the sharpest in the tool shed. Yeah. You know, but um, but that's that's the goal is to point people back into God's word and really teach them how to feed themselves. Why? Because I mm. can't be there for every decision of every day. Right. I was watching a documentary uh, a little while ago and they were there was these religious leaders. This guy brought in this water heater that he was going to be making like coffee and tea and whatever else with. It's a it water it boils water. Mm-hmm. And um, they had to like deliberate and talk about if God would be pleased with this man if he used mm. this water heater and i'm like are you ki-? like right like could you imagine if right. i was like hey corbin i just got this new water heater you know can i can i use it or would it be sinful yeah <laughs> like and they're like scrolling through these religious texts like yeah well you know here and there and i'm like what yeah world right like that like praise god he's not worried about what water heater i'm drinking from but he's more concerned with you know what i'm using the water for right <laughs> you know right. if i'm making something um you know illegal you know or something anyways <laughs> but but you know the to your point though it's when when we have the word of god and when we realize that it is that it is the word of god is is mm-hmm. authoritative it's sufficient it's necessary and it's clear um and it's sufficient i, I think i said that anyways 
But it's everything we need. Yeah. It, it is everything yep. that we need. Right. And we, when we allow it to speak into our lives, when we allow it to inform our, our decisions, then we don't have to worry about trying to find God's will. Yeah. Well, should I go to that party? Well, does it, is there going to be a ton of drinking, yeah. a ton of, yeah. you know, drugs, a yeah. ton of um, sexual immorality going on? Would it lead you to that? Will it tempt you to do those mm. things? Will it tempt you to sin? Well, then maybe not. Mm. You know, you probably should not go. Yeah. It, did, did I need to look up in the stars and, and try to, you know, find these constellations? No, yeah. I no, I didn't do. Maybe do I need to pray about that decision? Absolutely. Mm. Yes. You need to pray about That's it. That's good. That's good. But is it a, is it the most difficult? No, but the, it becomes a tough pill to swallow when, when we don't admit that we want to go to the party. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. just, you know, we're trying to discern God's will. We're trying to hear his voice when, when really we want to go. Right. And we just don't want to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. And, and sometimes too, we kind of dismiss that uh, because I've, I've heard people too say this of just like, there's something that bad that happens and they're like, well, it was part of God's will. Mm. And it's like, whoa, whoa, easy. Like yeah. it's not, the, it's not, yes, God does use sin in our, in our lives. Um, and he is capable of, of doing that, but it's not, it's not God's will for sin. Right. You know, like it's not right. like he condoned, right. Like he, he, he wanted this to happen and stuff like that. Like he, he wanted he wanted this bad thing to occur. Uh, he used it, right? Uh, praise God, he used it. But that's not like part of his will, right? Uh, right. Like if if it was if it was at, what he allows and what he causes and permits are are different. Yeah. You know, like he'll allow me to be an idiot and and disobey him because he's a a gracious and, and good God, but is he like condoning yeah. and, and like patting me on the back as I sin? No, absolutely not. Right. Um, so, you know, just because you made it home safe after, you know, an all nighter of drinking and partying, like yeah. he's not condoning it. Yeah. Don't do it again. Like that yeah. is sinful. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, you don't need to, you don't need to search the scriptures on that one. It is clear yeah. that that is sinful. Yeah. And that's, not part of God's will for right, your life. Right. Oh man. That's but so we good. We settle for it. You're right. We we do settle for it. Um but I, I felt like that was just so good because just many of people deal with that question um and struggle with it when they have like two roads to go when they yeah. when they hit the fork in the road and yep. they're like I wonder where I should go or how I should make this decision. Um, and really, like, I don't think it should be like a uh, like a quarter toss over this right. situation. But it should be like, hey, which decision glorifies God most? Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, because you were at a fork in the road. Yeah. And I think both would have glorified God, right. you know, just from what I, I think I understand. So how did you come to that decision between, hey, do I stay in Missouri or do I move to yeah. Georgia? Yeah, man, uh, such a such a good question, because like I feel like either way, there was healthy, healthy lanes to go. Right. in, uh, But more so, it just came down to like. 
living by faith in a sense of just like can we glorify god do we feel like we glorify god more if we were to move to georgia and that's when it came down towards Mm -hmm. so not saying like the other the other staying in in missouri the other option was like the worst option because we had pros and cons for both of just like you know the con of moving is like we literally start over with like yeah community like <laughs> every like like new pl- we got to figure out a place to stay so like every like so there's a whole bunch of cons um with 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 georgia and so but pros was just like man like we feel like we can glorify the lord uh here in georgia than we could at at the place that we were uh, which in Missouri did you guys talk to anybody before making that decision uh so we definitely kind of just like talked to close friends around us uh, definitely sought like sought out our parents you know uh, of like what this would look like or be like or entertain or what are the next steps that how like what are the wise steps that we go through like with with the move um but I, I mean, at the end of the day, it was it was our decision, mm-hmm. and we use the word of God as a lens and a scope to say, "All right, you know, are are we doing this in the very biblical manner of walking this transition?" I I want to say, hey, at the end of the day, you know, we felt God like give us here. We heard a voice, and He yeah. told us where to go, and right. or. I called up Marcus at that time and he yeah. told me what to do. Yep, like, nope. <laughs> and it was like, no, like it was still uncertainty, you know, yeah. like it was still, but that's, that's living by faith. Right. You know, that's still living like that's, that's walking in the light because by faith, Abraham got up from the land of Ur. Yeah. Moved to a land that he didn't know that well. Yeah. There's not even a Walmart where he's going. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no Walmart, no doctor, no, no nothing. Food, no fa- provision, family, everything that kept you safe in those times, mm-hmm. he was not going to have. Right. All because he felt like this God call him yeah. out there. Yeah. And so, yeah, we, we lived by faith. We take a step out. Um, and, just adding to that point like that's where i feel like that's what it is of walking as children in the light is once we start to know and live in this transparency of where god has us then we are able to to understand and know what the will of god is Mm -hmm. and that the will of god is not for us to be comfortable in life but rather uh be being un being comfortable with the uncomfortable yeah right because once we get comfortable then we start to rely on ourselves right. and right. getting to the cycle of you know i'm very like ecocentric i'm all i'm 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 here and i made it to this status because god has brought me or because i brought myself here yeah. so yeah. uh just just knowing that um we're able to to walk in the light more so amen amen um no so what i was thinking you know that's an example of of two good options right how do we glorify god the most and we're discerning between the two it's that fork in the road but what i what blows me away is when 
we're at a fork in the in the road and both are bad options yeah it's like i either hit him or curse him out right what do i do like neither don't yeah. do either one of those right. <laughs> but that kills me but the you know the what happens when when we're doing what you're saying um when when we're striving to please the lord um and in all that we say and do um and doing all that's good, right, and true, even when we get to those forks in the road and we make the right decision where we're going, is darkness surrounds us, and not just like, you know, dark and light, like day and night, but mm-hmm. but like darkness spiritually. These, uh, Paul says in verse 8 and 9, for at one time you were darkness, mm. um, and this is us before conversion. We were, we were darkness, but Jesus brought us from death to life in that, at the moment of salvation. So, now we're light in the Lord. So yeah. this is why he's telling us to walk as children of the light. So as as we're, you know, as you're in Georgia now, it's like, well, hey, I got to continue to do all that's good, right, and true. Strive yeah. to please the Lord. Strive to to um, to do what he's calling me to do here and through the opportunities that he's providing me here in this dark area, like yeah. where Maisha works. You know, it's like there's, I mean, it's, Everywhere is spiritually dark, not one place more than the yeah, other. Yeah. But, but you guys have such a, a huge ministry there, mm. and, and a ton of kids that just love you and her. Mm. Um, and you guys are are light there. Like, mm. we're you guys are reflecting the light of the Lord there, which yeah. I believe Paul is calling us um, believers to do mm. in this verse. Yep, for sure. Um. Yeah, I mean that's all I had pretty much to talk about was yeah. revealed and and will the will part. Do you have anything else to to say? Nope. Reflect his light by doing all that is good, right, and true, and strive to please the Lord in all that you say and do. Hey, come on. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We definitely kept this brief and short, uh, but hey, nothing wrong about that. Um, and so, hey, we would love for you guys to check us out. City Church Gainesville, come by, come see us. We love you. Hope you have a great day. Mm-hmm.